It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host and super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. Each and every day, I'm going to bring you news, rumors, transactions, everything about the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump into today's episode. What is happening, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, we're jam-packed. I'm going to talk to you about Hunter Green, Nicola Dolo, TJ Antone, even got a couple of thoughts about Jose Garcia. It's been a while since it's been just you and me. If you missed anything this week, I had a division roundtable Monday and Tuesday with the rest of the NL Central Division hosts. I also had a crossover episode with Ethan Smith, specifically looking at the Reds-Pirates rivalry yesterday. So this is the first day I'm getting to talk to you, just me. So we're going to look at what the Reds have done in these first couple of spring training games. Before we get into all of that, though, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're currently listening on. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds. Got lots of content there. Try to try to keep up the content and the polls and all that good stuff when it comes to spring training games. So you're not going to you're 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 going to want to follow them. And also, you're going to want to save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at five one three five four nine zero one five nine for questions, comments, reactions, whatever you've got. If you are reacting to the crazy number, it seems like every other inning is rolled over because of, you know, the 20-pitch rule. You know, if you're unaware, in spring training right now, I I don't know how much longer it lasts through spring training. If it's the whole spring training, then, boy, that's just going to be lame. But there is this rule that if a pitcher throws 20 or more pitches and his manager deems that inning good, he can signal the umpire, and the umpire will say, all right, we're good, we're moving on to the next half of the inning. In fact, the Reds have done this four times. They did it twice in the second game, once with Sal Romano and once with Shane Carl. They did it once with Hunter Green, which we're going to get to here in a minute. And they did it once last night with Josh Osich. The interesting part about all of this, though, was the first two innings of last night's spring game against the Dodgers. The Dodgers rolled over the first two innings. And in both cases, there were multiple Reds on base. So if you're still looking at wins and losses for spring training, if you're watching the scoreboard, uh, I encourage you not to. You're going to uh, put yourself into a mental pretzel trying to figure out what the wins and losses in spring training means because, spoiler alert, they don't mean much, especially with these uh, pitching uh, limit innings, rolling innings over and all that good stuff. It's funny because Charlie Goldsmith from the Enquirer said, I, I'd like them to institute some kind of rule that, yeah, whatever, you can roll over the inning and all that stuff. But when you begin the next inning, the guys who were on base whenever the inning was called go back to where they were on base. 
And, and, and that, that makes total sense. At least you put the next pitcher in the same predicament that the other pred- pitcher would have left him in. But on the other end of the spectrum, I just want them to play the Rick Roll music, whenever they call it. Yeah, I know that was lame. All right, so let's talk about, first I want to talk about Hunter Green, because he has been the topic. He was the man that everybody was talking about before his start, because that was his first start in some sort of competitive game. We can debate how competitive a spring training game really is, but it was his first start in a competitive game in three years almost, since 2018. He hasn't started in a competitive game. So pump the brakes real quick before you start evaluating anything that you saw from Hunter Green. And the fact that, oh, man, he gave up a home run. It, it, it was just irony, right? Complete irony that the guy he gives up a home run to was Jose Iglesias. Because I'm sure that there's still a couple of people out there that are like, the Reds should have kept Jose Iglesias. I know that there's still a couple of people out there, and so they probably had a field day feeling good about that take uh, the other day. But all in all, there's lots of people that are trying to read into the fact that David Bell had to roll that inning over and they had to call the inning and they're like, oh, well, Hunter Green is not as good as we thought. What are you talking about, man? If that is your thought process, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. All right, whatever. That's really lame. But seriously, that's a dumb thought process if you're looking at that start from Hunter Green and you're worried about it. First competitive start since 2018, and he hit 103. He hit 103 multiple times on the radar gun. Checking my notes. Yeah, nobody did that at all last year in the majors. So stop it. Hunter Green looked great. In fact, he had some nice secondary pitches. Somebody uh, responded to that tweet that I put out there the other night and said, yeah, that secondary pitch that he threw that Jose Iglesias smashed over the wall. Yeah, but he had some other nice little breaking pitches that were hitting the corners. He was having a couple of backdoor strikes that he got. And honestly, if we want to split hairs here, the very first batter that he faced, which I think was David Fletcher from the Angels, the very first guy that he faced, he got robbed on a strike three call. But it's spring trade. We're not going to worry about bad umpiring or anything like that right now because they're warming up too. But all in all, I liked what I saw from Hunter Green. And if you're sitting there with the take thinking, oh, 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 no. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Then stop. All right, he's going to start in the minors. He might even start in double A. He might start in high A. Guy hasn't pitched in a competitive game in three years. So stop it. We might not see him in the majors this year, and that's okay. Because guess what? He's still really young. The Reds drafted him when he was 17. I know that patience is a virtue when most people don't have it, especially in this society nowadays, and especially when it comes to this Reds team. I'm kind of one of them. There's plenty of things that my patience is like way out on. My patience is nowhere near out on Hunter Green because I think he's going to be a really talented dude, and I think he showed us that the other night. All right, coming up, I got a few thoughts on Nicoladolo, TJ Antone, and Jose Garcia. 
just some observations watching them here in spring training. But before we get to that, I want to let you know, if you're looking to do some work on your car, there is no better place on the internet to get your parts than rockauto.com. In fact, it might be the best place, period, to get your parts because when you buy them, you got reliably low prices and they're going to deliver the parts right to your door. That's right. You don't even have to get up off your couch, which in most uh, cases nowadays is a really good thing. So check out rockauto.com. They've got an easy-to-use interface. They're going to help you find the part that you need for your car. And guess what? They have every single part for your car. Just find the list on the left side of all the different car companies. Find your make, find your model, and they'll have a drop-down list of every single part for your car. You can even find your favorite brands of the part that you need because Rock Auto has an amazing selection. And when you go to rockauto.com, in the checkout section, in the how'd you hear about us area, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. That's rockauto.com. And when you're checking out, type Locked On in the how'd you hear about us section. rockauto.com has all of the parts that your car will ever need. And before we jump into some talk about Lodolo and TJ Antone, wanted to point out that after this podcast is over, go check out Locked On Today. You will get every single sports story that you need to know each and every day from Peter Bukowski on Locked On Today as he looks throughout the sports universe and finds the best news story for you. Check it out, Locked On Today, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so in that same game that Hunter Green got the chance to finally pitch in and hit 103 on the radar gun, the Reds also got an amazing performance from Nick Lodolo. I'm not even kidding when I'm saying this because this dude looks super confident on the mound. You're going to go and look at the stats, and you're going to try and prove what I just said is right or wrong. Don't look at the stats. The stats don't mean anything. What you needed to see was how he pitched, his mechanics, his confidence on the mound. Dude, looks like he's been here before. Looks like he knows what he's doing up on the mound. In fact, I had a buddy tell me, Dave Pemberton, he was on the podcast last week talking about fan ownership. He's like, with the number 40 and all that stuff, I almost thought I saw Madison Bumgarner out there. He's not far from the truth either with that observation. Nick Lodolo looked fantastic and had great command of his pitches. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he hit 103 on the radar gun, but he was mid-90s when it came to the fastball and his secondary pitches he had complete control of. This wasn't the situation. If you remember last spring, which I know, even though it was only about a year ago, it feels like about 17 million years ago, but last spring, he kind of got rocked a little bit. He kind of got beat up. This pitching appearance was completely different. He pitched two innings, looked very good in both of his innings. I was very happy with what I saw from Nick Lodolo, and that's really what I look for. I, I, I asked the question on Twitter, at Reds, what do you watch whenever you're watching spring training? And, and, you know, shout out to Scott, our buddy at MTG Packfoils. He said that, you know, I'm just happy to be watching baseball, and I'm with you. Give me a nice beer. Give me maybe a hot dog or something, and I'm watching baseball on the television. And it's sunny outside. It's not necessarily warm, but I can at least picture summer. We're, we're, we're almost there. But I, I love that feeling. And, of course, friend of the show, Mo Egger, he said he, he's looking for pitchers' pickoff moves and how they look. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's the thing. But I, uh, when I look at players, I look at their body language. I look at their mechanics. And we're going to get into something that I thought about this with Jose Garcia here in a minute. 
But when it came to Nikola Dolo, he looked good. He looked solid, confident. I think he's going to start the year in AAA. I think we're definitely going to see him at some point here in 2021. I don't know if it's going to be June, July, maybe not till September. Honestly, if we see him in September, I think that means that things are going well, that guys are healthy, they don't need him, they've had some other guys. Because, you know, there, there's a couple of uh, a couple of relievers who fall under the guise of the Louisville Calvary, as I've been calling them, that I think looked all right. Like, CNL Perez pitched last night in the game against the Dodgers, and he looked pretty good. He got hit around a little bit. If you look at the stats, you're going to be like, well, he didn't look that good. But he had some good stuff good breaking pitches, and he's a lefty, you're going to need that because as far as lefties go, Josh Oshich did not look that great. But all in all, I, I think that this team has a lot of options, and hopefully Nick Lodolo isn't called upon too early. Hopefully he is ready whenever he comes up, but man, he looked good the other night. And speaking of pitchers looking good, TJ Antone was on fire Wednesday night against the Dodgers. He came in after Jeff Hoffman pitched a couple of innings, and he was electric. Dude had some great stuff. His fastball was working to all corners of the zone. He had movement on his fastball, and his slider was unhittable, period. In fact, there were a couple of guys that swung at that slider and then looked back like, what What was that? Where did that come from? It was like it was invisible or something to him. TJ Antone was absolutely phenomenal on the mound. He looks ready for opening day today. Like, if opening day started, TJ Antone, I have zero questions about. And he's a guy that we talked about in that fifth rotation spot. If he continues to pitch all spring, like what we saw on Wednesday night, it's a no-brainer for me that he's in the rotation. No-brainer. He was absolutely phenomenal. And you're going to look at his numbers and you're going to say, yeah. He was absolutely phenomenal. But again, it's about his mechanics. It's about his body language, his confidence, how he looks on the mound. He was up there. He was doing his thing. He was getting out of there and getting back into the dugout. It wasn't a look of, all right, let's uh, see what this fastball does. Or, man, let's see if I can spin this slider the way I need to. Nah, he was on the mound like, let's get this. These guys can't touch what I got tonight. (laughs) And, And they can't touch what he had on March 3rd. He looked in midseason form on March 3rd. I was very excited to see the way that he was pitching against Dodger hitters. And you're going to say, yeah, that was a mix of minor leaguers and major leaguers. So, yes, there's always a grain of salt that you got to take with different things that you see in spring training. But as far as what he could control, his mechanics, his physicality, his mentality, he looked phenomenal. He looked absolutely on point. And I'm very excited to see what he gives the Reds the rest of the spring because he very much deserves a look at the rotation. All right, coming up, we're going to switch gears here. I've talked about pitching, and I've talked about pitching that I liked, and you're probably just like, oh, Jeff, it's not all roses, is it? It's not all good, positive stuff, which, by the way, if you're new to the podcast, I'm a pretty positive guy, especially when it comes to my red legs. But I do have some things that I'm concerned about a little bit. I will talk about hitting here in the next segment. And we're going to talk about Jose Garcia a little bit. But before we get into that, I was looking on betonline.ag at the uh, odds for National League Cy Young Award winner because I was a little bit curious. Last season, as far as Reds pitchers go, Luis Castillo had the best odds. It was Luis Castillo, then Sonny Gray, then Trevor Bauer. 
if you believe that or not. Now, of course, they've got Trevor Bauer as the second best odds in the entire National League. They still have Jake DeGrom up on top at plus 350. Luis Castillo is still the the best odds for the Reds at plus 1,200. So if they're going to go back-to-back, betonline.ag is thinking it's going to be Luis Castillo. And if you think it's going to be Luis Castillo, I urge you, go check out betonline.ag. Set up a profile today and enter the promo code Locked On to get 50% more on your first deposit. You can put in some money, put it down on Luis Castillo, and get 50% more just for typing in Locked On. Betonline.ag has all the best lines. If, if you don't want to bet on baseball right now, it's a little bit early. I understand that. They've got plenty of basketball lines. March Madness is coming up. You're going to be able to take advantage of that on betonline.ag. Take your sports knowledge and turn it into cash at the official sports gambling sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network, betonline.ag. And set up your profile today with the promo code Locked On to get 50% more on your first deposit at betonline.ag. And with spring training underway and in full bore, Sully has got you covered from a league-wide perspective. Check out Locked On MLB as Sully Baseball brings you a league-wide look each and every day, covering all the big stories, all the big games, all the big transactions, I mean, the Brewers just signed Jackie Bradley Jr. to add their outfield. I'm sure he's going to mention something about that. Check out Locked On MLB wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we've talked a lot about pitching. Right? Some good stuff with Hunter Green, Nicoladolo, and TJ Antone. Let's look at the hitting real quick. And before we jump into my thoughts on Jose Garcia, the Reds now have three home runs on the spring. Can you guess who they are? If you haven't watched the games, it might be hard to tell. And if you're not even looking at the box score, it's going to be really hard to tell because it's nobody who's going to be giving huge contributions to the team. Barring injury, of course. But the three guys who have homered for the Reds are Scott Heineman, Alfredo Rodriguez, and David Gruyon. That's right. David Gruyon, who really, whenever he was signed, I couldn't have told you anything about him. He's kind of filed under the category of emergency catcher, if needed, break glass in case of emergency type guy, but he has shown some interesting power. Now, I'm not saying he's going to push either Tucker or Tyler Stevenson for the opening day roster, but he's at least some solid depth behind the plate. And that's my, uh, you know, couple of seconds on Davey Gruyon, but he had a monster shot of a home run against the Dodgers on Wednesday night. That was pretty nice. So as far as hitting goes, three home runs on the young spring training for everybody. There's been some doubles. Tyler Stevenson had a double last night. Alex Blandino had a double as well. But as far as hitting goes, it's kind of been pretty come see, come saw. You know, not, not a whole lot going on. And when I look at one particular position, the position that we've been looking at all offseason, and we will continue to look at all spring training because we don't know who's going to start this position. Come opening day, I'm a little worried about our man Jose Garcia because he shows a thing in spring training this year that he had problems with during 2020, and that is whenever he's at the plate, 
It's not that in his batting stance, it's not that he doesn't look confident in his batting stance. It's when he swings. If you notice this, if you watch Garcia closely, there are some pitches, there are some swings that he takes that it's like as soon as the bat leaves his shoulder, his body language is, uh, why, why am I doing this? His body language is confused. He's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Did I really want to swing? And then as the bat makes contact with the ball, it's weak contact. He had a ground out like that last night where it was a pitch and he steps into it. He takes his first motion. He gets the bat off his shoulder. He starts coming through the zone. And then all of a sudden, it, it, just, it was this subtle look with his body language and a little bit of a look in his eye that it was like, yeah, I don't know if I really wanted to do this. And then dribble, dribble, dribble. He's out of first. That's something that is going to be hard for him to shake in the majors. That's something that he can definitely work on in the minors. So it seems as though, and again, it's early on in spring training, something maybe he can get rid of, but it was a problem that he had in 2020, and he's continuing to show that problem early in spring training, which means that the problem didn't go away in the winter. So he's probably going to start the season in the minors. There's a, there's a very small camp, and I, I was not part of this camp, but there's a very small camp of people who thought that Jose Garcia could start the season as the Reds shortstop. I don't think that's going to happen. Just based on what I've seen so far, and, and again, I know, it's early in the spring training, and people can change, and people can get better, and maybe he's just looking to loosen up. Maybe he's just looking to get comfortable at the plate, and in a week or two, he's going to turn into this amazing hitter. I mean, hell, remember when we saw him last spring? Last spring, he was an amazing hitter. He was jacking some balls out of the park, man. Just absolutely crushing them. He hadn't been doing that this spring. And he's only had a handful of at-bats to do it in, and it's not as if there's ample evidence to show one way or the other where he leans. But we know what we saw in 2020. And I know that what I've seen so far this spring looks a lot like what we saw in 2020. And I think most of us thought he was going to begin the season in AAA. And I think that's where he's trending right now. So really that doesn't say a whole lot because that tells us that that spring has still not uh, shown us a favorite at shortstop. I don't think it's Kyle Holder. Kyle Farmer has looked all right. It's interesting because Kyle Farmer's done this whole deal this whole like changing your vibe, changing your your juju type thing. He he he's got like this new aura around him. He changed his hairstyle, he changed his number. Uh he's changed everything about himself. It, it's like he is telling everyone, "I'm no longer a utility player. I want you to think of me as the Reds everyday shortstop." Now, it's going to be re- it's going to remain to be seen if that can happen. I think that this is definitely a saga that will go on at least into the first month of the season to figure out who the best red shortstop is. And maybe it is Kyle Farmer. I'll eat some crow if it is, because I've said that it's not going to be. And I continue to hold to that. But I kind of dig. I always like it when athletes in any sport do like these little subtle off the field type things. Like maybe they change their shoes, they change their socks or something like that. Like I know it's a, it's not like 
cutting your hair is going to lead to a higher batting average or going to make you feel better at any specific position. But I kind of dig the whole just mantra of it. So maybe Kyle Farmer can prove me wrong. And maybe at least in my fan heart, now my objective heart is not is not moved, but at least in my fan heart, maybe I'm changing a little bit toward Kyle Farmer. But so far, I mean, it's really hard to tell if anybody's separating themselves at the shortstop position. I had a poll up on Twitter about Alex Blandino. Are you interested in him at shortstop? You know, at least coming out in opening day or anything like that. And right now, the results of the poll are 57% of people who have voted. There's 123 votes, but 57% of people who have voted are not interested in Alex Blandino as the primary shortstop. And there's plenty of reason why. I mean, he didn't play at all last year. The Reds thought so highly of him in 2020 that they gave him literally zero at-bats. So there might not really be anything there, but who knows what is going to happen here at shortstop. I just know one thing. I'm still a little worried about Jose Garcia's confidence at the plate, and I think the only way for him to develop that is going to be to begin the season in the minor leagues. But I'm going to continue to watch and listen and, and see what's going on in these spring training games tonight, that being Thursday night. The Reds and the Royals play at 8.05. Sonny Gray slated to start for the Reds. His first spring start of the young Cactus League season. This one's not on TV, so I'm going to be listening closely, and we'll talk more about that tomorrow. I've also got some thoughts on Joy Votto that I'm going to put to you on tomorrow's podcast. You're not going to miss that. The best way to not miss it is to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. Got plenty of content coming to you this spring, including next week. We're going to talk with Brandon Bailey. We're going to welcome him back on the podcast. Got the chance to talk to him back in December. Kind of how he's excited to become a Red, what he's looking most forward to this season. And even found out that we could, you know, say, may the force be with you whenever he comes in from the bullpen. Well, unfortunately, that's not going to happen this year because he had Tommy John surgery. I want to get his take on Tommy John. I want to talk to him about his experience with that. That's going to be next week on the podcast. You won't want to miss that. And the best way to not miss it is to subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds. And for reactions, comments, questions, whatever you've got, 513-549-0159 is the number to call or text the Lockdown Reds line. But that'll do it for us here today. Thanks again for downloading and listening. And I will talk to all of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.